0: hello everyone hi guys i'm kayla and i'm kristen and this is black true crime and if this is your first time here at the show friend welcome hello come on in have a seat we came to play we always come to play and to party but be respectful at the same time well we try we do our best Mm -hmm. thank you guys so much for coming and listening to the show today's episode wait a minute Mm -hmm. it's black history Month. Happy Black History Month, y'all. Move, bitch. Get out of my fucking way. It's Black History Month. Okay. (laughs) As you can tell, we love it. I love it. and I'm here for it. Yeah, period. Shout out to- We need a Black Future Month. I'm tired of talking about the past. I know, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) I feel that. Okay, so hope you guys are having a great February already. This week's case is going to be a little different because it's- doesn't really have any murder involved in it I'm just gonna tell you straight up Whoa. but it is interesting enough to be featured because this is a crime show not just a murder show okay so are you ready sister i'm honestly here for it and Thanks. for those of y'all who's like kristen where's our black history mo-? i got you it's coming it's coming. Okay. it's coming it's coming it's coming i know we say a lot of things that we don't mean mostly me but she means this i do so thank you for your patience let's get started In 1997, a Los Angeles cash vault was robbed for millions of dollars by a group of six men. And they got away with it. Until one of them made a detrimental mistake. So join us this week as we discuss the largest cash robbery to occur in United States history. The Dunbar Heist. Shut up! Cool as fuck. This is like money made money heist on Netflix. <laughs> oh, really? I've never seen that. I'm here for it. It's exciting. I can't lie. I had a great time researching this. And so. these are black people who did this? Oh, 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 oh. oh yeah. I, I wish I was a part of this. Shout out to them. Ocean's eight, man. How uh, well, about Kristen? This is Takers. I wish. This is the movie Takers. Wow. On Friday, September 12th, 1997, six men robbed the Dunbar Armored Facility on Mateo Street in downtown Los Angeles. Mm. We're in Los Angeles. Okay, L.A. Home of the freaky freaks. And the (laughs) (laughs) freaky freaks. Home of Diddy's nasty fucking ass. (laughs) They stole $18.9 million. Wow. Which would equal about $35 million today. Wow, Kristen. how did they do? Do you understand the amount of planning, mm-hmm. strategy, mm-hmm. teamwork mm-hmm. this takes? Chris, I'm having a, I'm having so much. Fun I'm already I'm so happy. And why am I happy for them? I don't know. Maybe because it's a lot of money, and they're black, and they did this on their own, and it's hard to do. And and the the planning that went into it, we're gonna get to it. But yeah, cool, whatever. Well, for those cops that um listen to our show. We're not advocating for crime. But everyone thinks the cool, you know, stealing from the man money heist thing is. Come on. Everyone was obsessed with D.B. Dubois. What is that nigga? The nigga that got on that hijacked that plane. D.B. D.W. That man. He hijacked the plane. Mm -hmm. He uh, demanded money. He said he had a bomb on him. And he got away with it. Yes. What was his name? He was never found again. Don't know. Either way. Mm -hmm. D.B. Dubois. I think I'm right. I don't know whose money. D.B. Cooper. DB Cooper. Okay. That's his name. I don't know whose money they be taking when you do <laughs> ransoms like that, because technically the government's money is our money, mm-hmm. taxes and stuff. So I don't know if you're stealing from me, and if you are, I don't appreciate it. Well, the, go- the government stole for you first, so you know you should be mad at them first. I guess they just they, they just get did their big one. a big tax refund. They and the and, and don't that's uh that's a joke too. But let's not get into that. Friday nights were the nights that the largest amounts of money removed out of the vault, so that's when the six men decided to attack okay they subdued all of the employees including the two vault security guards with duct tape and in 30 minutes loaded almost 19 million dollars into a u-haul truck what uh so they popped up in a dumb bar and left in a u-haul well great question they they popped up in the u-haul okay and stole the dumb bar and stole from the dumb bar wow Oh, because the, the money was getting transferred to the dunbar this is like where the money is held and okay. this is where the dunbar trucks get their money from okay and they knew that on fridays it was lit there was a lot of money in that bitch. wow so it sounds like somebody used to work for such dunbar to know this type of information maybe they had a cousin or a homeboy who worked for dunbar I'm picking up what you're putting down sister. No alarms were triggered because the employees were incapacitated before they could warn anyone. The bags with the highest denomination and non-sequential bills were taken, and the recording devices attached to the security cameras were taken as well. Dang. So there's no trace of them. Cover their booty cracks and their holes. Wow. I admit. This is dope. Mm-hmm. So it seems like they knew everything. They moved quickly. Kristen, they did all this in 30 minutes, 30 minutes. How you taking video footage from the cameras? You know which ones to take. you not only took the money. you not only cuff these dudes up and take yep. these. Do- yep. This you is strategic. Know, you know where the recordings are, because that type of stuff is like very hush hush. Yeah. Like they're not going to tell everyone that has ever worked there where that is. So this person really had to have the hookup. I'm going to talk about it. Oh, my it. God. Mm-hmm. And they were elusive as hell. So we're going to get into that. When the authorities started their investigation, they were frustrated by the fact that the thieves left almost no evidence and felt almost immediately that it had to be an inside job. A hundred percent. So they decided to look at a man that recently was fired from the company. Who is this? (laughs) (laughs) Nellie? Kristen? Bye. Bye. 32-year-old Alan Pace, the third. Alan! Mm-hmm. You look cocky! Real cocky, Alan! Like, this is obviously a smile of, like, yeah, bitch, and what? We did it! <laughs> and I'm fine! Okay. And what? And what? But Alan was like, oh my gosh, the vault was robbed? What the fuck happened? I have no idea what you're talking about. Mm. And investigators couldn't find anything tying him to the robbery. The only real Physical evidence that they were able to find was a plastic taillight lens matching a U Haul truck. Ooh. So the FBI did their little, you know, one, two, one, two forensic analysis and realized that this light came from a U Haul truck. Okay. Now, when I saw that, I was like, okay, maybe they can trace the broken taillight to the exact U Haul truck that was rented and then right. they can see who rented that truck. We. Oui. But they nothing couldn't. came up from that part of the investigation, from what I could see. They even checked with U-Haul to see if a man named Alan Pace had recently rented a truck from them. Period. And there was no record of it. Why would there be? So, exactly. He's not He's dumb. a smart, <laughs> he's not the one or the two-all. Right. he pulled this off, he's not dumb. No. Meanwhile, on the back end, the thieves are being smart with the money they just stole and hired a man named David Matsumoto, who was an L.A. immigration attorney at the time, to help them launder the almost $19 million worth of, essentially marked bills that's a lot of money that's to a lot, launder. That's, a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of money because at this point the fbi is looking for this money right and this money still has like cash tags like you know in movies how they have um when someone steals a bunch of money from a bank or something like that the cash is wrapped up in bundles and it has like a little band on it mm-hmm. those still have it those are marked so you know if you ever use those or give those to someone they're gonna be like whoa this is how money looks when it's still in the bank so they're probably gonna think it's a little fishy okay so they had to get creative about how they were going to cover their tracks they paid david and his office manager a man named joaquin ben one million dollars each for the help with the laundering period that ain't nothing to them how about i say you know money's whole stunting ain't nothing to me but ain't nothing to me hmm ball ain't nothing to me popping bottles ain't, ain't nothing nothin to me, me. riding in foreign cars uh-huh. ain't, ain't nothing nothin to me. me all right so David started buying properties and cars and investing in companies and fraudulently hired the thieves so that he could produce W-2 forms for them. Ooh-wee, and now he's going to pay them
1: yeah. with the money
0: that they what stole. They, exactly. And this kind of showed that, okay, we made the money legitimately. Mm-hmm. You know, David's business is doing well. It mm-hmm. doesn't look too fishy if you don't know what you're looking for. Right. Even the robbers eventually created front companies to launder money through. They bought properties with the help of another man who made sure that none of it came back to, like, their legal names. Um, one of the takers even used his own father's company to launder $177,000. Wow. That was a little sloppy. It's too close to home, right. you ask me. Your daddies? Really? Right. But the majority of the fraud happened through buying real estate. Okay. And for years, FBI and IRS investigators who teamed up with LAPD couldn't figure out where the money was, how the six men got the fuck off the radar. Like, they didn't know they really didn't have shit to go off of and you know what i love about these six men they chose to use legal ways to launder illegal money mm-hmm. and I, well that's mm-hmm. usually the case but <laughs> but like real estate for example like people can buy a house cash down 350,000 yeah. that gets a big chunk of your money yeah. goes into something and it looks legit and it makes sense like yeah. people buy properties that makes sense wow yeah okay mm-hmm. until finally they realized how the robbers were able to get in and out of the bank in less than 30 minutes. Oh, my God. Now, when they questioned Dunbar employees at the branch and asked them who they thought would do something like this, the name Alan Pace kept coming up. Wow. Mm-hmm. And like we said earlier, Alan was a security employee that worked there for, our, he was working there for about a year and a half before he got fired. Mm-hmm. And by recently, like recently got fired, he got fired based the day the robbery happened. Oh! Ah! the day the robbery happened he would have been my first call he got fired the day the robbery happened mm-hmm. i wonder if this was like intentional or not like i wonder if he was putting on a show and he wanted to get fired the day the robbery happened mm. or maybe this was like ooh like this was not a part of the plan and they had to scramble mm-hmm. even though they still pulled it off like i wonder what he was doing i'm i'm going to let you know what he was doing ooh wee ooh wee Alan was described as being a normal guy. He was super nice. Um, he grew up in a middle class family in Compton. Mm-hmm. He had no criminal record and he was, you know, just your average coworker. Shoot. They said he loved pulling pranks on his co-workers. And like a lot of them didn't really have an issue with it. Mm-hmm. They even though they were like the butt of the joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he was just like a fun guy. And he seemed to be pretty well liked overall. Mm hmm. People were genuinely shocked that he could have had anything to do with this, but he probably was playing them like a fiddle. From the minute he walked through the door, I was about to say. And according to investigators, this could have been a part of his plan the, the whole, whole time. time. Mm. Wow! Mm. Oh, I love this. Is so juicy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love a man who can be man, well manipulative, yeah, a liar, deceitful. No. <laughs> Smart. Okay, I like a man who can be smart, who can play the system that's been playing us for four hundred years. You know, just kidding. But he that takes like some balls yeah. to do that. I ain't mad at him at all. And you're not mad at look at him either. No, he's cute. But still, they had nothing mm. until two years after the robbery, when a man named Eugene Lamar Hill Jr. Oh. made a huge mistake and paid one of his real estate broker friends with a stack of cash. It was still bound together with the original branded currency straps. Come on, like dude. Fucking dumbass. You went two years. You got comfortable. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. Wage company probably was like filling himself. All For you have sure. to do is take that bitch off.
1: And Girl, that man would have known been nothing. none the
0: wiser. Yep. So the friend was like, whoa, well, this is sketchy. Wow. You know, you don't, money don't come out like this. you wow. Know? wow. Yeah. And decided to contact the police about it. First of all, that's ain't not your friend. That ain't your friend. That's not your friend. <laughs> if you pay your friend some money and they're like, mm, I wonder where this money comes from. And they call contact the popo. That's, that's a, a problem. That's not a friend. That's a colleague who was waiting on your downfall. That's an op. Right. Okay. Because he could have asked you, the heck you got this on here for? What is this? Yeah. You been, ooh, my bad. Or, you know, something. <laughs> you could have came up with something. He went straight to the popo. Yeah. So I am to say, some people don't play that shit. And you got to know who to try who these illegal with? things with. Hey, exactly. I think it's unforgivable. You will never speak to me again. again. <laughs> I'm like, damn, is the money drenched in blood? Like there's no blood on it, like nothing. You're just a what snitch. What made you contact weirdo. the police? Maybe because it was like in the news one day that somebody hit the dumb bar and 2 years earlier? Yeah, like maybe, maybe he remembered it. Maybe, but I'm not snitchy. I'm like, bitch, I know what's up.
1: You so gonna have to pay Google? me. A I about to say
0: money talks bitch and money stops people from talking so damn mm-hmm. that's just me anyway so detectives decided to look a little further into Eugene and his history and they learned that he actually rented a U-Haul truck on the day of the robbery damn what the fuck got him yeah I feel like this is something they could have known two years earlier if they just but were they a little weren't. bit more um detailed because all I'm gonna do I'm like okay let's look up who may have rented a rented U-Haul? A car this or rented day. a U-Haul between these couple days. Yeah. When was it returned? Like, just stuff like yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? And then went down the list. Yeah. Eugene ended up getting arrested, as you do. And soon after, snitched on everybody. Godly, And named all five of his co conspirators. This is why you can't bring everybody on board, y'all. Some people that, as a part of your team shouldn't be. Because they're nasty, snitches. Nasty fucking work. I think for him to even do something like that when this man really helped y'all out, like I'm not, he made sure y'all were straight and you snitch on the whole team. Cause you're a poom poom. <laughs> You're a, You're a botty boy. boy. You're a botty boy. Well, which one know. is think, it? Let I me think, guess. I think botty boy means a homosexual. I'm not really sure, but I don't want to offend. Oh, So I don't have to. It's just a derogatory term for somebody mm-hmm. that you don't really fuck with. Yeah. According to snitching ass Eugene. Oh wait, Chris, did you want to see the picture? I like, want to know who Eugene <laughs> is. Out of these four men that we see on the screen, for those of you who have Patreon, uh huh. I'm assuming
1: <laughs> that <laughs> Eugene
0: is the one on the bottom right corner. The bottom right. Kristen looking so like, egghead. Looking like egghead. Looking like looking like uh Lavon. Lumpy Dumpty. <laughs> Lumpty Dumpty. <laughs> What's that comedian's name? The one from Saint Louis. Yeah, Saint Louis. Um Lavelle. 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 That's who he fucking looks like. Ain't he dead? No. Oh, okay. Shout out to Lavelle. Hey Lavelle. So according to snitching ass Eugene, which I honestly can't even remember which one it is. Come on, Kayla. I can't remember. can't remember. It's it's that one. (laughs) I don't think so. If it ain't him, it's the one on the left. We'll Mm -hmm. look at it before the episode ends to make sure. According to snitching ass Eugene, the mastermind behind the whole thing was Alan Pace. Wow. Mm -hmm. Big old snitch. As we know, Alan had been fired the day before the robbery because he was caught tampering with company vehicles. Thought you said the day of the robbery. Sorry, you're right. The day of the robbery, mm-hmm. because he was tampering with company vehicles. Ooh, mm-hmm. setting up. Which makes it seem like his this heist had to have been planned for at least a couple weeks. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Allen allegedly supplied Eugene and four more of their childhood friends. Okay, so they grew up together. And did. Eric Damon Boyd, who was the guy that laundered some money through his dad's company. Okay. So, idiot. Right. Number one. Freddie Lynn McCrary Jr. Thomas Lee Johnson. And Terry Wayne Brown Sr. Mm. So, now that you know the names, I'm thinking Eugene may be one of the Hispanics. You think so? Yeah. Come like Terry Wayne Brown Jr. Sr. is one of them. Right. At the bottom. Right. Freddie Lynn McCrary Jr. You don't know. Don't know. Tommy Lee Johnson. You don't know. Still don't know. So Eugene, who are you? We'll figure it out. Y'all will know when I post it on Instagram, that's for sure. Mm, Lucky ducks. He supplied them with everything they needed for the job. He provided the floor plans of the vault space. He told them where all of the cameras were. He gave them ski masks, pistols, um, a shotgun, and radio headsets. He wasn't playing. He watched some movies that weren't even made yet. Like I'm here for this, though, Alan. Mm-hmm. Alan, what made you think that you could pull this off? I need to have a conversation. You know what I'm saying? Alan what hates. type of cojones did you have? Because in the real world, I it's got not as cojones, and I'm letting them hang. Period. In the real world, it's not as easy to say, "Oh, I'm gonna rob this place, and we are just gonna get away with it." This was some mastermind type of thinking. Big cojones it took, and they didn't take a hundred thousand dollars to like you know be inconspicuous. They took millions not even i don't think it was all of it but they took millions of dollars wow insane i had the nerve to still be in the united states two years later oh yeah didn't didn't leave (laughs) he took pictures of the facility the cars documented employee schedules i mean he really did his big one wow Mm -hmm. they said that this was one of the most um uh thought out uh uh uh, impressive heist that has ever happened i mean alan this is impressive because dunbar is not an easy place to like do this shit too it's not easy he had to study shit he had to be completely on his game and i'm sure there's things that they put into place company wise that even shield their employees from seeing certain things right so we're going to talk a little bit more about certain things i had some questions yeah We're, we're gonna get to it so here's what happened they have been planning the heist for weeks, but a wrench was thrown in the plan when Alan got an unexpected call that day. So they were not planning on doing the heist the day that they did it. Oh. They were still going to wait. Um, I don't know how long they were going to wait. But once his boss called him and said, hey, you're fired, and you have until tomorrow to hand in the keys, he called his friends, and he was like, yo, we're doing it now. Tonight is now or never. Wow. They may not the have even been are ready. ready. Oh, my body these chill. And oh. they pulled it off and they may not have even been fully ready Chris, I don't know. I probably would have done it. I don't know. Like if one of my friends hit me up and said we can get millions of dollars. I work at this place. I don't know. I wouldn't. And really the, in the, in the, in the plan sound makes sense to me. And I know I just need to shut the fuck up. And if we don't have as many people involved because there were six people involved, like if there was three, I would do it. Right. And I know that third girl. I, I would do it. If the third girl was you.
1: Yeah. No, I, would I would do
0: it. it. And the first one was Christina. we would do it it. (laughs) but christina has a big mouth no she'll she'll hold it down shout out to christina shout out to christina but i don't believe that okay (laughs) so all six of the takers went to a house party to establish an alibi okay they then left changed their clothes into like all black ski masks all that shit then went to the dunbar facility where alan was able to use his keys to get inside okay i'm like this is 1997 you have to remember so they may not have electrical right. ways that they can just in Fingerprinting to yeah. get in, mm-hmm. badge scanned. Mm-hmm. Things are simple. It's a simpler time. Mm-hmm. Alan studied the security cameras and timed it out where he would know what to do and when to do it to avoid being seen. So one by one, they slip past security. Like while it's panning, they're going in the direction that it's not facing. It's a movie. I'm describing a movie. This is so fun. And they all slipped into the staff cafeteria area. Okay. Then they ambushed the guards one by one as they came in to take their lunch breaks at around 1230 a.m. Mm. He knew that the vault was left open on Friday night. So after rushing the two vault guards, they tied everyone up with duct tape and started loading up the U-Haul. Wow. Yeah. Just like that. The way that I'm describing it, it seems like one plus two equals three. Right. This is the easiest $19 million come up in history but i know it took work yeah an immense amount of timing and hard work kudos to alan and the thing that's so crazy is they would not probably still have not gotten caught if, if it wasn't it for, for eugene's sloppy ass, ass snitching ass eugene yeah eugene i don't fuck with you right like you whoever you are in this picture I'll you stop continually looking at the one with the glasses <laughs> it's not him he's um, just pissing me off i think that's boyd actually that's uh, Boyd. don't don't take my word for it we'll find out After they robbed the place, they went to one of their houses, changed back into their party clothes, and went back to the house party. Wow. So they were like dead ass, probably gone for like an hour at most from this party to go and make more money than they would have probably ever seen in their lifetime. Which, think about it. People who are at the party... If you're really at a house party, you're not, mm-hmm. you know, looking for dudes. Where are they at? You mm-hmm. know, and then, like, they come back and you're like, where did you go? It's like, no, nah, you just probably not hanging out. Like, I'm about to that unless you're, like, fucking with a bitch, like, purposefully. Right. And then that just makes you even more conspicuous. So wow. they probably just were wallflowers there just yeah. to say that they were there. Just hanging out. And Alan was really smart about it because he involved people that he already knew and trusted. Remember, we said they were childhood friends. Mm-hmm. And none of them had criminal records wow. at the time. So there wouldn't have even been an obvious flag that popped up if their names even came up in the investigation. So you got people who are not criminals by nature Mm -hmm. to agree to do something that is like so criminal. Yeah. Like, Alan, who is this guy? Like, so I cool. need to know literally who he is. Wrote, who the fuck is Alan? Where Where did he come from? Like, right. What's did his, his background? Where did he get his confidence from? Like, I was really thinking, I need to find out who he is. I need to get him on the phone. If I can find him and interview him, I totally will. Oh, my but, God. But we'll talk about it more. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Listen, it's black history, Month. Yeah, we're black, but we're going to be traveling. We're not... Uh, Black, traveled, educated, learned, (laughs) all of the above. We will learn many tongues. And to be able to do that, like Kristen said, we need to learn some more tongues. And the best way to do that is to use Babel. Babbel. Have you ever heard of Babbel? Girl, not until today. Well, Babbel, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L, is a language learning system that is incredible. And I know there's so many out there, right? But Babbel focuses on actually teaching you language that you can use and can be useful when you're on vacation, when you're asking for directions, and things like that. It's focused on more conversational learning than just learning words. And honestly, That way takes forever. Yeah, because how many times have we learned something, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. and then forget it all in two seconds? Um, Every day. Right. This is a way (laughs) where we can retain what we learn because it's practical and you actually want to use the words you're learning about. Exactly. So if you guys are interested in broadening your language knowledge, becoming bilingual or trilingual or quadrilingual. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners right now. You can get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash blackchewcrime. Did y'all hear that? She said 55%, 55% off. So what are you paying? Like $2? I don't know. Either way, it's an incredible discount that you should take advantage of. Again, get 55% off at babbel.com slash crime, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com rules and the restrictions may apply but like at least give it a try (laughs) okay back to the episode so none of them had criminal records um they all worked at different nightclubs around the city as bouncers Hmm. and they were close as fuck like they told each other that if anything happened if any of them got caught they would just take the fall and not implicate anyone else well you lied you know, Eugene's a sloppy motherfucker. Snitch McGee Eugene. Mm-hmm. Snitch, Snitch, Snitch Snitch McGee Eugene. <laughs> Snitch McGee. Snitch McGee Eugene. <laughs> okay. him. After the robbery, I'm sure they were happy as hell. But they had a problem. They had to figure out what they were going to do with the money. The money. So they met up in Long Beach and distributed a hundred thousand dollars to each person. Okay. And then Alan stored the rest of the money in a gardenia storage facility. Okay. In like trash bags. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. When it came to the investigation, the FBI was immediately involved and they were like, you know, Alan had to have had something to do with it. You know what I'm saying? Makes the most logical sense. Which is so crazy because Alan didn't expect to get fired. Mm -hmm. So Alan didn't expect to have the limelight on him. Mm -hmm. But even though the limelight was on him, he was still able to evade for two years. (laughs) What the fuck? This is, this is the best. This is the best. This is case. so dope. I'm having so much fun. There's no sadness in my heart. No, like that's what I'm like. I hope for all the people that be like, y'all do too much. And then y'all can actually enjoy this case if you're still actually here. Also, suck an ass crack. You do too much. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so because he had the perfect <laughs> hold on. motive. In my mind sucking ass crack yeah cause I, i'm sick of i'm sick of bitches that's why i'm sick i'm sick of bitches it's always a beach i know it is. hopping on our page talking sheet. ho shout out to our our dog on friends yes yeah, y'all out to be y'all. holding it down i ain't even gotta say nothing mm-hmm. y'all be handling the light work mm-hmm. and you know, doing it like respectfully too yeah y'all even like lose your class no Man, we love and we don't we love y'all so yeah, they're looking at Alan, but Alan had this shit down to a science. He limited his contact with the five men that he committed the robbery with, and when they put Alan under surveillance, because, yeah, it was on my boy's head, uh-huh. he wasn't doing anything incriminating. He wasn't spending a lot of money, like, nothing like that. He was just living his life r- regular and as normal as possible. My God. Kristen, won't he do it? Ooh, we in church. is just so, like, <laughs> he's blowing my mind. He's making me, like, cheese like my cheeks hurt Kristen I'm like proud of him how about so you need to take a cool shower no not like that oh, okay, okay. Well, he is fine but not like that perfect it wasn't until things started to cool off six months later that Alan put his laundering plan into motion okay and I'm like I'm just so fucking impressed not one part of me is mad I'm not mad at him what the heck he's smart he's patient yeah he's taking advantage of his situation Some of the money that they had were sequential bills, which would have made it easier for investigators to find them. So what they did was they burned some of it. They were like, you know, fuck this. It's a lot of money, and we have to be careful because if we get caught, what's the point of Mm -hmm. all of this anyway? But realizing how long it took the money to burn... They decided to gamble it away in Las Vegas at the casino. Period. My type of niggas. Period. And when they started doing that, they learned that because the dollar bills were in such pristine condition, they would sometimes jam in the slot machines. Wow. So they put the money in washing machines to wear it out a little bit, and then they went back. I mean, Alan thought of everything. Who does he know? He adapted to his situation. What movie has he seen? Google wasn't even a, a real popular bitch back then, so how is he even learning all this stuff? Who is this man? This is 1997. Kayla, he's a mastermind. Like, I'm surprised this man wasn't no like gang leader, you know, or yeah. like, hey, honcho, because like, he had it in him. Allen created his own company called Extreme Entertainment, where he rented out jet skis and limos to people and used that business to launder a lot of his money Okay, by paying his crew, like, inflated ass salaries mm. and like we already said it was eugene's sloppy ass that got them caught up by paying someone a hundred thousand dollars in cash with the fucking with cash, the cash on it. like at that point none of y'all should have these cash bands on the money no you he- wherever you store in it cash bands should not be there you should have burnt that with the money that you tried to burn in the beginning i was about to say the only thing that i would have said is on alan's part he should have had all of that shit taken off burned gotten rid of it none of these little I'm not going to say crack kids? but I'm yeah, I'm talking about Eugene mostly. <laughs> um, none of them should have even had any money that had cash straps on it that could have tied them back to, you know what I'm saying? What happened? Don't give them ammo to get you tied up. Right. Period. So so remember, Eugene gives the guy the money. The guy goes to the police. The FBI look at the money and the date on the money straps, bitch, showed the money had been taken on the night of the robbery. There you go. So, your ass is grass. Your ass is grass. Cooked goose. Oh, I'm sorry, Alan. You had a week,
1: a week, week, one week
0: link. Absolutely. And I also was thinking, like this whole time, never trusted Eugene, bitch. (laughs) Never trusted Eugene. And I'm talking about including Eugene Toya's husband from Married to I know you. (laughs) Because he's a little sassy, bitch. And he likes to be in women's business, gossiping and stuff. So, yeah. No Eugenes. No Eugenes, y'all. No Eugenes for me. I haven't met a real Eugene in my life. Ever. Sorry to you, Eugenes out there. Eugene sounds like you are an op. You are going to call the police. You're scary ass. That's yes. what it sounds like. <laughs> I'm not going to apologize for that part. Well, Eugenes, show me a real Eugene. <laughs> Just show me one. Prove me wrong. So, this information gave them enough evidence to go ahead and subpoena his bank and phone records. So they subpoenaed U-Haul Records too, and saw that it was him that rented the truck that day. It's just, it's not looking good. Oh if anything, God. the cash straps was what I think really did him in. But to have record that he was the one that, you know, this is more evidence. Oh my gosh, icing on the cake. That's all I needed. Mm-hmm. The FBI offered Eugene Soft Ass a deal, and he took it. He rolled on his friends, and when Allen was brought into custody, Allen stood ten toes down, beach period, like a real one. period as he said he would as he said he would and he didn't say shit about who could have been involved wow. never even admitted that he was involved period why would he do that exactly i ain't gonna lie if i was single don't even say it if i was into niggas in prison
1: <laughs> I, I would probably have hit definitely him up. make out
0: of my pen pal i would have you know sent some shit on his JPay. you know what i'm saying core links and okay All the Negroes implicated were arrested and were set to go to trial in February of 2001. Mm. But some chose to avoid trial altogether. So Freddie, Thomas, Terry, and Eugene, snitch ass, pleaded guilty and were given eight to ten year sentences. That's not bad. Could have been worse. Yeah. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. And you stole it from who, Dunbar? That ain't really Uncle Sam. So that's why they didn't get you for much. I don't know. I'm about to say, Uncle Sam, they'll put your ass in the grave. They will put your ass and leave you there and forget all about you. hmm Eric Damon Boyd was sentenced to 17 years in prison. This is Eric. So these are no, the four no. that I mentioned. Uh-huh. This is Eric. Who's Eric? Eric is the one that laundered the money through his daddy's account. Oh. Eric's the one that laundered the money through his dad's business. Eric, you cute. Where you been? Okay. <laughs> he was sentenced to seven years 17 years in prison Ooh. because i read that he had some previous charges mm. and they were able to prove that he had a gun they were the yeah dang so there you go that's yep. that's grand theft well that's, that's arm robbery. robbery for sure i read that two of the three men that helped in the money laundering part of it all were caught and sentenced to two and a half years which is not bad. Yeah, like, David Matsumoto is like, I'll take the two years. They've blessed me very well. I must say, I made a million dollars off-rip. Two years ain't that bad? Yeah. Not, bad. not not even including the money they probably were giving to him as he was laundering the money. Exactly. Keep this percent. Exactly. Because I'm like, the, and these PDP loan niggas from COVID are being sentenced to more than that. Ten years. Crazy. My nigga, Alan, though, he took that shit before the judge. Wee, Alan. He said, "I ain't, I ain't no screw. I'm about to see what what it's giving." Ooh, Alan, you're bold. Ooh, I like <laughs> that. I don't necessarily know why he did it. But yeah, because like you could have just took the plea, got your eight to ten years, and been out. Mm-hmm. You, you know were it. the mastermind. You should have took the plea deal. Yeah. No, he didn't. And he's a real beach. I mean, a real nigga. <laughs> but. He ended up being found guilty, too. Ooh, wee. Doesn't look good. Yeah. Especially when like people are pointing the finger at you, and especially when they're naming him the mastermind. And the only way that these people really would have had the opportunity to even do what they did is because of your connection with that place. So doesn't look good. And he was sentenced to 24 years in the slama. Yeah, that's what it gives. Mm-hmm. Why did you take it to court, Alan? That's where your ego got the big of you. The head, mm, the, the the best of you. That's where your ego got the best of you. <laughs> You know? Yeah. And now you were in the slammer for 24 years. When well, you, you could have got eight it. to ten. Eight to ten? He could have just took the deal. Golly. But then again, I don't know what type of deal they offered him. Yeah. You know? Because so. he was the mastermind. Right. To this day, Alan Pace has never admitted to his involvement in the robbery. He even suggested that he had been framed by one of his other defendants. Quote, because I was messing with his wife. Oh, Island. Aren't these your friends? Right. But no, not anymore. No, 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 no. When, the, why would you, why would you, cre- why would you commit a crime of the century with someone that you're just going to go behind their back Look and at fuck him, their he wife? He's cocky as hell. He thinks he's untouchable. That's why he went to the courts to say, I'm going to fight this. You should have known you wasn't going to win. He's fucking on someone's wife. Like, alan i was on your side, but you can't be fucking on people's mm. wives child. especially your boys these your boys this is some bad boy stuff this is like <laughs> this is some defi- mike Lowry shit you know what i'm saying like <laughs> this is a definition of like ego can get you very far right okay? mm-hmm. it can cause you to do the impossible but it can get your ass hemmed up Caught as up. well absolutely at the end of it all the task force was only able to recover about five million dollars of the 19 million dollars that was stolen And that was because they repossessed, like, some of the houses and cars and stuff that they could prove was bought with the money. Right. So according to their math, about $10 million has still been left unaccounted for. (laughs) So you already know Alan got a stash when he come out. Oh, yeah. Alan got a bag. He chilling. That's why he ain't ever admitting to it. Period. The U.S. attorney, Alejandro Mayorkas, said, quote, I encouraged anyone with any information about these funds. Why to contact the FBI? Why would they do that? And won't, will not. What? what, what? We already give y'all money from taxes. What we? What, 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 what? I'm not giving you shit back. Why Thank would you. we ever tell you about some money that's already gone? Yeah. Don't you worry happening. about it no more. If anything, I'm just gonna blackmail his ass, try to get my little my check, my little piece of piece of cheddar. You know. A lot of the money was spent at the casinos and stuff. Like we said, some of it was burnt. They're probably still living off this money in some way. Mm-hmm. As of October 1st, 2020, Alan Pace is a free man. Woo! Mm-hmm. I think he's like, what, 50? Okay, you know he living good. Where is he at? Now? <laughs> I want to find his Instagram. He was 32 when it happened in 1997. 1997 was... Twenty okay, You were born in ninety-five. I was born in ninety six. I'm, I'm twenty seven. Not I'm turning twenty nine. I'm turning twenty-eight. Twenty-seven years ago. So that means he is grown. <laughs> he is grown. 59. Period. Grow man. Looking fine. Mm-hmm. And as for his whereabouts, they're unfucking known. Of course they're unknown. He has the rest of the money. He went to make sure he did his time and he's out and he's living his best life I'm obsessed, I'm obsessed, I'm obsessed, I'm with obsessed. these funds. Would you do 20, 20, years, 22 years to know that you're going to come out being a multimillionaire? No. I'm real tough. No, I'm not doing 24 years for, Ugh. for 10 million. I can't do 24 years. That's not worth it. So. I mean, to Alan, it was worth it. I we don't th- even know if it was a full 10. Right. I think the only part that he really fucked up on is, one, letting the money, cash straps stay on the money and yeah. give it to, who you know, the people that he did it with. Yeah. And then two, going to trial. Yeah, Because if he could have worked out some type of deal or something or said, hey, like, you know, we spent most of the money, but here's a little bit of it. Yeah. Like, they would have probably given him leniency. Yes, but... Maybe in his head, one, he ain't going out if like I don't, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, and if I don't say nothing, they won't they come looking for mm-hmm, me and my money yeah. that I have stashed somewhere. If I admit to it, I'll forever be watched. Yeah. My yeah. pockets, my bank accounts, everything. Yep, yep. And I'm just saying, when but when four of the people that you did it with take plea deals, doesn't look great. No. But Alan said, I have a different path. hmm And he's living with it. Wow. So. To this day, the Dunbar heist has gone down in history as being one of the most brilliant robberies in American history. Caleb Pinkett, who is a producer and brother of Jada Pinkett, the oh. whore. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm completely kidding. She's a hot mess, but I'm, I'm kidding about the whore part. Thank you, because what the hell? Right. I'm not going to slut shame. I can be the last one. Mm-hmm. Is working on adapting his story into a movie. They chose to cover the Dunbar heist because of, quote, our love for Heist and also, most importantly, seeing someone finally come out on top after always being at the bottom of the barrel. And that was and is Alan Pace the third. Wow. So they're turning him into like a, a, a martyr. martyr. <laughs> a, a hero. Him, like for what he did, but mm-hmm. he ain't no hero. He mm-hmm. still... Stole a lot of money from somebody. You know what I'm saying? But am I mad? Absolutely no, I not. Ain't not one part of me is mad. I'm astonished. Yeah, I give him a round of applause. I am proud. There have been docu series created about the heist. Like you know, uh, there's been episodes. I think the Caleb Pinkett, whatever, has been released already. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch it, but you guys can totally look it up. Just Google it. The UK even did a show on it, which uh-huh. I think is pretty great. Just shows you how infamous this shit is. Like, it's a big fucking deal. I mean, it is. When you even hear about the story, you're just like, how did he do it? Who is he? Yeah. Look at him. Yeah. Yeah. I have questions. I have so many questions. So, Alan Pace, if you're out there at 59 years old, I hope you're enjoying the rest of your existence. Uh, Stay off the radar. Period. And, yeah. That's our case for this week. Whoa, buddy. That was a doozy. was different, right? That was so fun. Yeah. I'm so happy you did a fun case. Thank you, sister. Didn't know there could be a fun case. It's about time. About time. What did y'all think? Did what you did enjoy? You I know. It was a little different. I know we're used to uh, macabre and murder, <laughs> but this is still crime. Macabre, and mayhem, and murder. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, it fits our show still, and I don't know. It was, it was very lighthearted for me. Girl, was it was so fun. We should have did this with mom because mom would have been like, "Wow, yeah, where's my money at? What? Let me find out. She's uh, just Alan, at yeah. Hit me up in my DMs. Right, careful yeah. <laughs> vibes. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Mm-hmm. What an amazing first episode on Black History Month. Yeah. I'm here for it. It sets up the rest of the month. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Black people do great things. <laughs> we do. Even if it's crime. even if it's a little. Crazy. You know, know. yeah, yeah. I'm not condoning what he did, but I'm not mad at it. I ain't mad. Take that out with your mammy, ho. I ain't mad. Out of all the money we be giving to the government that we don't ever see back, I ain't mad. I'm not mad at it. And I don't even know who whose money this was. I I don't know who he stole from the man or you know corporations, whatever, (laughs) whatever. They got it. Doesn't matter. Either way. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Let us know what you guys think. Oh my gosh. Last week we did a case about Nova Henry. She was murdered. Rest and in peace to Nova. Absolutely. Her rest, baby girl. Absolutely. Rest in peace to them. Go ahead and listen to that episode if you haven't yet. We enjoyed it, but it was really heavy. It was yeah. really sad. It was tough. Um, but yeah, this one, we had a great time. I think it was a good one to do after that heavy case. Definitely so. a, a weekly palate cleanser. mm mm-hmm. What do y'all think about cases like this? Should we do more of them? Yeah.
1: let's get creative.
0: We can get creative. Someone doesn't have to get killed every time you listen to this show. But more than likely they will be, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Again, we love you so much. Thank you. Happy Black History Month. Um, If you enjoy the show at all, please go ahead and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Facebook. It really, really helps the show grow. And yeah, as always, before we go,
1: be Be safe. safe. Protect your peace and protect your space space. so So we don't don't have to to cover cover your case, friends.
0: Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the show. You can stream all of our episodes on Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please leave us a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even Facebook. It's the best way to help the show grow, and it's completely free. For bonus content, you can find us on Patreon, and for more information about the show, you can visit BlackTruCrime.com. See you next time.